Hello and welcome to everybody listening. This is Balancing the Act, a podcast that focuses on how you manage your job and make sure you travel. In this podcast, you will hear stories from people who were willing to take a leap of faith and believe in their ideas. Each podcast will leave you educated and leave you with a unique life lesson. So hello and welcome to Balancing the Act. In the last episode, I spoke to Minakshi Ayer who told us a lot about Dubai and the culture there. Today, I am going to speak to a dear friend of mine who is Punni. He's a copywriter, a biker, a techno music enthusiast and much more. So today we will learn what Unni does, how he does it and how superb he executes life. So hi Unni, welcome to Balancing the Act. Hey Kevin, it's an honor to be on Balancing the Act. Hope you're doing well. I think yeah, the pandemic has made uh, a lot of us do a lot of different things in life. Right? So, <laughs> yeah. so because this, uh, you know, the podcast is about how you balance your work and travel. I think uh, we should start with your work where you are a copywriter by profession. And I never really intended to uh, be a copywriter. But I had actually my education done in science background and I was on the path of becoming an engineer. But uh, thank God that didn't happen and I stumbled upon ad creatives and filmmaking and uh, that inspired me to write uh, lines which are short sentences but which mean life-changing meaning to it. So actually uh, that is what got me into creative writing. So that's how I, I started following my career and I think I've, I've done pretty well in that. How are you balancing the act and how are you making sure that life is not just your desk job and you know life is so much more. It's not right, you know, uh, like I said, it's not just your desk job. It's about, life is all about what you do other than work, right? So if I'm being fair, I'd say that while I am into my work, like I would be immersed and swamped with work, but at the same time, just to keep my head stable, I love going out on uh, motorcycle rides and uh, visiting different places. So I think uh, two wheels is what keeps me sane during such times. So. <laughs> Can you tell me about your favorite adventure? Given that you know you're a biker, I've covered people uh, on the podcast itself, which I've gone to Ladakh, mm-hmm. and that still remains my dream today to go yeah. to Ladakh and stuff. But tell us about your favorite adventure on the bike. I think my favorite and the one that is close to my heart would be my solo ride to Kerala. So I, I rode to Kerala in the month of October 2012 on my KTM Duke 200. It was Mumbai, Kerala, Goa, Mumbai. This happened in a, in a span of uh, seven days. Basically, the thought of going solo developed because I was eager to see what it is like to be, you know, by yourself. Because I, I had done rides with my friends. There are pretty close friends who I go around with and we go for different destinations and stuff. But I'd never really done anything alone in my life. So I was like, you know, this is the time. And I came up with the thought of, let's, why not go to Kerala and see what it is like to drive alone for approx, it was like around 1200 kilometers solo from Bombay, left at around uh, 3 a.m. and I reached Kerala around 9 p.m. So, in that one day I managed to cover like around 1200 kilometers, which is kind of an achievement, but uh, also it had its own difficulties, which 
obviously have stayed and have helped me improve in my life. So how difficult was it to you know plan this in your own head? The first thing actually that, that popped in my head is oh my god 1200 kilometers will I be able to do it? I think that's the question whenever you're in doubt that's the first question that comes in your head right will I be able to do it? But actually that question is what made me made this journey successful. While I was thinking of doing this thing, it was kind of easy. But as and when I got close to the date, I started feeling the tension and the thing and the feeling of getting on on my bike and going uh, to somewhere far off, which you have never been before. You've never traveled or you've never ridden for so long. I'll have to look for places where I could like if there are any few stations on the road, or do I need to carry something to eat? If something happened to the bike if there's a breakdown what do i need to do so i had to like take a step back and call up a lot of uh, ktm service center just to see if you know where all they are located so if i face any breakdown i can go and visit them also since i was traveling alone i got to take care of my own self right so i also uh, had to you know collect medical uh, first aid kits so that in case if i meet with some accident or something i got to like take care of myself I also had to list down my emergency contact number. You need something or someone to call to, right? So it it was pretty difficult. I think is the difficult part that made it much more exciting. Given that you know everything that we do, even uh, in in our corporate lives where we do so much of planning, at the end everything comes down to the execution. So what changed after this journey, Kevin? Everything. Like, Everything in my life changed after that one specific ride, and that's one of the reason why that one ride is very close to me. Made me realize the importance of life. It started with a way that you know the best part about traveling or riding solo is that it makes you fall in love with yourself because you just have yourself for those hundred, two hundred kilometers, thousand kilometers that you're riding or wherever you're going to. you have your own company you don't have anyone else you, of course you meet people you make you make friends but then throughout the time you have to start accepting yourself so that one thing i think would would stays with me is that that right taught me that when you understand what life is it's your journey right it's your own journey and you can do whatever makes you happy so like get on the journey and uh, be yourself and just learn to accept yourself because you're the very best person you have in your life so that's what changed the journey did to me given that you did these long hours of travel like you i'm sure you must have put some music on given that you're a music you know lover yourself so what was that playlist and if you could share that playlist with us maybe you know some of our listeners can listen to the tunes that you were listening to while you were on this ride can you help <laughs> us with what you were listening to how the mood and all is set for such a ride <laughs> I love electronic music, so I kept on listening to different kinds of genres. Like there was this, there was side trance, there was techno, and there was chill side. Then uh, I was I was listening to John Mayer. I don't know why, but there was a point I remember there was an album of John Mayer was also playing. So yeah, I was singing along. I was also kind of grooving to the songs while riding because it was the small fun also played a very important role. So I'll definitely share you the playlist that I that I have. Super. So now that we are in the pandemic, everybody is home, scared, and doing their own thing. You, however, have planned something else. <laughs> the thought of this whole vacation and how did vacation come to your head, and how did you plan and execute this? Yeah, Kevin, it it was pretty funny. Yeah, like the whole thing just 
happened just like that. We we never really planned. So what happened is my childhood buddy and I were talking on a call and we were venting out our frustrations. Like five months at home inside four walls. Things were pretty difficult, not just for me, but for everyone who were in this together. Uh, so yeah, it was kind of getting into our head, and we were not able to concentrate on our work. We were not able to uh, step out or do things that we liked to do. It was just inside the four walls, and that's when it hit to us that if at all we are in Bombay, we are never gonna get to step out because again, the the cases were pretty high up in Bombay, and the restrictions were also a lot. That's when the thought of taking your work elsewhere popped up in our head, and uh, we got the news that Goa is open and it's it's actually welcoming tourists to come. It's encouraging tourists to come there and work. So we were like, why not go to Goa? Because the profession that we are in, I think we just need an internet to connect. Right? Like if you have internet with you, you can definitely connect to anywhere, anyone in the entire world. So. Our only criteria was let's just fix internet, and we were lucky we got Goa. So where are you correct like currently situated or staying at, and what sort of a budget does one need to you know keep in mind for such experiments? There definitely was a budget. Okay, like we weren't going all out. We we don't have a place in Goa, but also at the same time we knew that okay there's lockdown happening in Goa. So we knew that most of the places, like the shacks or normal hotels that we usually visit to, would be shut because of the times. So then we were again looking at a place which which would give us the not just the stay but also the meal. Because like that, we would obviously avoid stepping out a lot of time. Instead, we could just sit, work, get our meals on time. We were lucky, and we got this. We heard about this place called Marbel Guesthouse. which is owned by uh, Susan and Bian adorable couple and they would do anything like though they 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 actually sent most of their staff back to where they have come from they just have couple to look up, look around here but you know they ensure they are here and also there to take care of you it's it's like a portuguese style villa and it's close to the candelim beach it's 2 minutes away from a very beautiful cliff which i visit on a daily basis like when i get get lost with work i take this half an hour break i go to the cliff watch the sunset and i'm back to normal all fresh and fine so the budget what budget we had was around uh, 30k per month that's 30000 but again now that like when we were planning uh, coming to goa it was kind of strict like they had their own restrictions covid restrictions to enter the state but now that goa is open for all the tourists the prices again have started going up cuz slowly all the shacks have kind of opened up uh, airbnb open then you know hotels have started to accept people so again if you're planning somewhere down this month or somewhere next month i think your budget should be around 30 to 40 including the meal but it's it's again it, it it depends from places to places and also if you have some contact that will be really good cuz they can help you get a really good price so you so you're saying that your budget of 30000 included your stay and your meals so can you tell yeah, us a little yeah. about the goan meal that you are getting by this lovely couple <laughs> <laughs> so i'll tell you how how i usually spend my day i wake up at around uh, 6:37 i go for a run to the beach 
I sit there, play with the dogs over there, come back. I get my breakfast served thanks to the delicious cook over here. He gets me like fried eggs, bacon, and bread. By 9:30, I'm done with my breakfast. 10 o'clock, I start my work. By one two o'clock, he'll serve me nice, nice fried uh, calamari with rice, obviously. And then that that's followed by like evening. I'll I'll be sipping on some beers. Cause come on, I'm in Goa, so why not, right? Uh, <laughs> then uh, yeah. No coffee, but but you know. <laughs> evening is time for beer. It's, it's hot and stuff. So yeah, why not get some beer? And yeah, evening go to the cliffs, spend like an hour. Watch, watch a beautiful sunset. Come back, finish off, wrap up work, and then at night we will decide if to step out or no. But there are a couple of places open around, so we we step out just to unwind. Which other locations did you look for before you square down into Goa? Was there anything that you looked at, or Goa was like the place to be? So initially, I did because I wanted to know as to where all we could go, what all places were accessible. But since during due to the pandemic, most of the states were shut, and uh, luckily we got to know that Goa has opened up. But at the same time, when we got the news that Goa is open, we that just like us, there might be a lot of other people who might be planning. So we were kind of afraid that okay, we don't want to again get out of a crowded place, place like Bombay, and then. Again, move to a crowded place like Goa. So we were actually looking at Himachal, like like Tosh or Manali, or places in Kerala and places in Gokarna. But unfortunately, all these places were shut. So we we finally narrowed down to Goa, like as our destination. Super. What are your ending thoughts on how long you want to be here, <laughs> and how long do you want this vocation to continue? <laughs> Ah, uh, as as long as it's possible, yeah. Because see, till the time you can work remotely, and if you have uh, the connectivity to do so, I think you can get work done. Yeah. I feel personally, my my work and my productivity has definitely improved to what it was back in Bombay. This lockdown again makes you self sufficient, right? It, it tests you as what you are and what a person you are and what a person. But I think. If you have the connectivity and uh, the place, you and the mind probably, if you are you know cool at your head, then definitely you can get things work. So I would encourage all the firms to support work from home because believe me, it gets work done rather than you spending hours sitting in office and doing nothing. Super. What did the pandemic teach you, and what are the life lessons you take out of this pandemic? At the beginning of this pandemic, I was kind of negative as to you know why this thing is happening. You have to do everything on your own. Like you're too much into yourself. Ye karna hai, wo karna hai. But as and when you know the month kept on passing by, I slowly started to realize that this is a life lesson for you. This pandemic is actually teaching you how to be self-sufficient. It's actually making you believe that you are capable of doing every damn thing, and you don't have to be dependent on someone or someone else. Like be it sweeping the floor, or buying groceries, or picking up some things, or fixing things at home. You can do it. It's just that you have to convince yourself in your mind. It's it's all in your mind, and I think. Once you do it, everything is just easy. So this pandemic has, yeah, I think been a blessing for me, where I I got to explore a lot of things where I never thought I could do. But yes, now I proudly 
proudly i can say that i can do that thank you so much <laughs> have fun and uh, stay safe it's been it's been an honor you know thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to share my experience no i think the people of the world should know of these different individuals that exist you know we all coexist in our own lives and in our own ways and i think stories like this will inspire people to do more stuff than they usually do like so with that thought thank you and take care bye bye This podcast is brought to you by Backpacker Me Instagram handle at @backpackerme follow share